Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second episode of the CRU show, the Claws and Raws Unplugged show, where our goal at this time, and I believe our goal has always been, to put a smile on the faces of our audience. I am your co-host, Joe Clossy, and with me is the brains and the talent behind the organization, Nikon Razi. Nikon, how are you? I'm good. I'm doing great. I... I shaved the beard. I set the hell with it. I threw away the shark tooth necklace. You know, the 2000s, they called, they left. It didn't work out between us. But if you liked our first episode and, and you're stoked for us to keep on this momentum, please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast available at www.thetravelingprincipal.com or on the org webpage as well. And special shout out to Mr. Middleton for last week's appearance and especially for blasting out this to his contacts, who must be very vast. And our viewership for that first episode was pretty impressive. And do it's all due to his PR work. So the tea is on this week, and we dig the mohawk, by the way. Uh, I do agree. Mr. Middleton's mohawk should have been a hashtag. Um, it, and even after he takes off the bike helmet, it still holds the same peaks. It's like a, like a Glen Plake of educators. I don't know if you know who Glenn Plake is. If you don't, you need to find out ASAP. He was a skier from Tahoe back in the day. He used to have a giant mohawk. Um, folks, let's take a second and debrief. It's been a year within this week. Stimulus packages are going out. People are talking of going back to work as if that's an actual choice to make right now. And so we'll get into the timing of said ridiculousness for sure. And we had a week to think about this episode. And I think we've solved some major issues in the world. I mean, you know, when it comes to the movie industry, and we don't have you know, a lot of experience in that, maybe no experience at all, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be good. Yeah, we're going to get into grocery shopping and even the current state of sports, all of which we know will hopefully entertain you for a bit and get you guys to think about the world around us with um, smiling. And, and with that said, Let's begin, shall we? There's a big stinky elephant in the room, Mr. Clausey. He, he doesn't care about Republican or Democrat. He affects everything. You know, he affects our lives every day. Some say don't talk about the elephant. The elephant is in politics, and that's one of the things you never discuss. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm no longer at ACE. This is unplugged. So I'm going full-fledged on this because... At the end of the day, facts are facts. And if we can't question our own beliefs and support them, then we're not that far off from just being a cult-like follower. So without further ado, let's get into the elephant of the room. And this week's elephant of the room, we're going to talk about from Yahoo News, April 15th of 2020. Millions of Americans are getting a stimulus, $1,200, but the nation's richest taxpayers are going to receive $107 million each. Wait, so that was that was one point seven million dollars each, correct? One point oh, yeah. one point seven? Yes, yes. One point seven. <laughs> and and how many Americans you ask? Well, there's forty three forty three thousand millionaires across the USA, and they will profit off of a loophole adapted by this Republican tax code overhaul in twenty seventeen. It allows certain businesses uh, business owners to significantly reduce their tax liability by temporarily suspending the limit of deduction that they place against the non-business income. 
And, and it's not just from there. I mean, if you look at the Joint Commission on Taxation, they said that a staggering 82% of the benefits of the policy that go to the 43,000 uh, taxpayers who earn more than a, a, a million annually, so those 43,000 taxpayers are going to be eligible for this loophole where they're going to receive an average windfall of nearly well, 1.7 million and a, a figure that is going to be confirmed from the commission's calculations first reported by Forbes. So it's not just from the uh, Yahoo News, but this is also coming from Forbes that this is what's happening. And, and what's more is that some of those wealthy American earnings more than 1 million annually will get much more than 1.7 million. And losses in 2018 and 2019 can be carried back against the past five years according to the same policy. Wow. And you're probably thinking, well, yeah, the, the, top, the top should get paid back. The top should be making it. Okay, even if you want to go with this argument, then how come those who are earning less than $75,000 annually will receive the $1,200, but taxpayers who are above that, I mean, taxpayers who, who have gotten $99,000 more, they're not going to get any resort, any, any portion of economic payments, including the CARES Act. They're receiving nothing. So how come we're leaving out the above, you know, 80,000, above 99,000, but then these, these top guys, how come they're the ones getting this money? Man, I'll tell you, it's not fair. Not fair. And, and the New York Post, April 16th of 2020, Mr. Claus is saying it's unfair because I, I read over his spot, but uh, New York Post, April 16th of 2020, um, Lloyd Dodgett, a Democrat from Texas, says that for those earning a million annually, a tax break in the recent coronavirus relief legislation is so generous that it's going to total cost, the total cost of it's going to be more than all the total new funding for hospitals in America and more than total provided to state and local governments he addressed in that statement. So that's the elephant in the room. Yeah. That's a big one, though. I got to tell you. It's a big one. So let's, let's, let's get into this um, what will happen segment here. What will happen? Right, right. And to, to get into what will happen, what's going to happen to movie theaters? Movie theaters across the globe are shut down, and many didn't prepare for this coronavirus shutdown scenario. I mean, you'd think, you know, for charging $25 for popcorn, maybe they would uh, be prepared, but uh, they weren't. According to The Wrap, April 13th, many movie theater owners attempted applying for loans through the Small Business Administration, the SBA website, shortly after Congress passed what is known as the CARES Act, only to find days later that they would have to apply through a bank approved by the SBA as a lender, but their own bank was not one of those lenders. And see, the problem is that with their applications, the banks are right now struggling to handle this new program because they suddenly just got thrusted upon them, this new program. I mean, who knows? I'd feel bad for banks. And lastly, you know, Friday, the new system was opened less than 24 hours of, after the U.S. Treasury Department, led by uh, Secretary Steve uh, Mnuchin, and they issued final rules on the programs to banks. So they just got dumped with this. They did. They got dumped with this. And even those with pandemic insurance are not covered under COVID-19. So for example, the Star Cinema Grill in Houston is suing its insurance company for not recognizing COVID-19 as part of their coverage. The wow. theater chain paid 40000 in premiums for $1 million in coverage per the KHOU 
But insurance company Lloyd's of London is trying to weasel its way out of the deal by stating COVID-19 isn't listed as a named disease in the policy. <laughs> wow. Um, let's talk about movies that could be coming out, but they're not. You know, James Bond, for instance, they're not coming out with this last James Bond movie with Daniel Craig because they want movie theaters to be open again. You know, but on the flip side of that, you got the Trolls movie that came out now almost two weeks ago on Friday. They did so well when it was released uh, April 10th. It was on Apple TV, Disney Plus. And, you know, maybe 007 should follow. Maybe they should put it out in a time where most people are going to watch it staying at home. I mean, everybody is home right now. Everybody. I know people who don't even have kids that were watching Trolls and, and, and they loved it. I mean, it's, it's available. It's new. There's only so many Netflix originals that we can stomach watching throughout the course of a week. So all of this being said, Nikon, I got to tell you, I, I, I want to ask, like, why can't the film and TV industry adapt? And so, listen, if, if, if we don't have a, an ability to adapt and adjust accordingly, the survival rate of businesses will decrease tremendously. How can you play your part is what should the, the real question be here. And, and this is a general question. I mean, how can you play your part in this? How can I play my part in this? And the answer is uh, drive business success at a time like this, as well as playing a proper part in our overall uh, current societal income. Um, let me, let's, let's talk about it like this, right? Let, okay, let me, yeah. let's go back and forth. We'll put out some, some advice to the movie industries. Right and see right. if we can save them right now, okay? okay. I, think, I think we have solutions. You know, we're not just gonna complain because I'm a huge James mm -hmm. Bond fan. I've watched like every single one growing up and, and, and wow. even still, I do think Daniel Craig is probably one of the best James Bonds yeah. that, that have yeah. been out there. Changed the game for the, for the series completely. Exactly. So let's, let's talk about how we can try to save the movie industry. Right. What if they did the following, right? They factor in self-quarantine, which, at that point, actors and actresses can learn from those, uh, learn their parts. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And why doesn't casting just, you know, it doesn't have to be done in person. Why do the whole casting thing when you have Zoom? I mean, we're Zooming a podcast. Why can't they do virtual casting? Right. 14 days prior to filming, right? So it's all just going to be dry runs. So why can't they just do a voiceover like a cartoon setting? You know, just practice, 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 get through the logistics, figure that kind of stuff out. During that time, everyone is tested. If at the end of that self-quarantine period, everyone is testing negative, they can film on a location that is cleaned appropriately and only on locations that are. Editing and conferences can be done remotely exactly as we're doing right now. And here's another thing. People are probably be like, well, how are these actors going to, you know, self-quarantine? I mean, actors take steroids, allegedly, get themselves prepared for roles. They diet hard to get those abs, to get those muscles. I think they can handle 14 days of solitude. And, uh, and streaming, you know, is, is, is where the new movies are going to be. They should just stream these new movies, okay? Shut down the theaters right now. Maybe make them temporarily to something else. You can make them to a box seating, maybe a 10 per box, uh, keep everyone six feet apart, something. But we can't just wait for this to pass. I agree completely. Break them down into what we should be doing at a time like this and then sell the seats, right? If you have a movie theater and you have several theaters within your place, 
where you can stream a bunch of different movies. Maybe you're only allowing a maximum of 10 people in a theater that you used to be able to hold 100. Or maybe you just have these box seats, whatever they may be. Break them down, adapt, right, movie industry, so we can watch 007. This is really the, the path you should be taking so we can watch 007 at home. Adapt <laughs> or you're definitely going to close. So right. there you go. We, we just solved that. I feel good about that. Mm -hmm. I think if, if anybody in the movie industry is listening, which probably so not, you know, maybe, maybe we can help them. We let's, just solved the whole thing right there. We did. I mean, that's usually, that's how we get down, you know. Um, let's call this new segment here, You Need to Reflect. Okay. okay? So we're just going to keep going back to You Need yeah. to Reflect. Right. Right. So I need to reflect. So what's going to happen to sports? Let's reflect. So UFC uh, was going to be happening on an Indian reservation not too long ago. President Dana White, you know, the, the, the white bald guy that you always see on Instagram or Facebook is very famous. You know Dana White. He bought a private island at an unknown location to carry out this UFC fight. They even talked about how they would continue doing UFC fights, no audience, maybe even in a naval ship, in a cruise ship. They were, they were going all out for it. Uh, and if you know anything about UFC, you know that they're very cowboy style, you know, just, just lawless. They, 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 you know, I mean, it's fair, you know, it's, it's fighting, it's ultimate fighting. What do you expect? Right. But it got shut down because UFC is not, you know, they're not owned with Fox anymore. They're not doing what they want to do. They got Disney in the loops. Mickey Mouse is there. And Gavin Newsom went to Disney talked it over with them, and he shut down the whole UFC. So even though they were going to try to do UFC, they were going to try to do testing and, and not have an audience and just carry the fights out, didn't happen. Um, you need to reflect because it sort of seems like the UFC that you just got beat by Mickey. I think Mickey just put a kibosh on the UFC, and so that goes. Leave it from Leo. Fighting. Let's let's get into some uh, some b-ball, some basketball. Let's talk about what's the NBA going to be like. So, how about the guy who touched all the microphones because he had no idea of the world around him other than basketball? And then thirty minutes later, the NBA canceled the entire season. You need to reflect on that, right? Why are people yeah. so concerned about sports coming back? Hmm. If you waited all week for a game to come on a Sunday, then you must have had one crappy week. <laughs> If that's your major concern, you need to reflect. You know, what's what's my take on the NBA? What's my take on all this? I, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I don't know. Uh, I have more better things to do. And, yes, I'm saying more better. I have more better things to do than waiting around for a week to see a game. Um, I mean, at Nikon, as a lifelong Nick fan, New York Nick fan, um, this is the best thing that could have happened to the Knicks. Canceled the mm -hmm. season. Stop. Wow. Quit before we start. Right. Things like that. You know, the Knicks can really benefit from that. Let me, let me, let me ask you this. Um, I want you to reflect on this for a second. What do you think about esports? Is that a viable alternative to sports? By the way, before you even say anything, I know I'm asking you a question. I'm going to ask you another one. What yeah, happened yeah. to ESPN? When I was a kid growing up <laughs> in, in high school, I used to watch ESPN like five times easily just in the really? morning and it was sports center and they would play it over and over again. It never really even changed. Well, if I saw I'll it once, you. I saw the whole thing. I've watched it so many times. What happened? Yeah. I'll tell you something. I, uh, I only really listen or see ESPN when I go to sports clips because that's where I get the hair done nowadays. Although I haven't with the 
with the COVID-19. Uh, that's the only place where I'd actually be seeing ESPN. Otherwise, I, I don't even – I forgot what it stood for. I don't even know what it is anymore. Uh, to get to your first question, though, I do think esports is going to take over. You know, I, as much as I like to joke about how I don't play video games, who does, right? Everyone my age does it. And, you know, they're making a lot of money. I think it's going to go hard. I mean, I got the name here. I'm going to butcher it. N-O, Tail, Sunstein, whatever that is. This person got $6.8 million, I think, for winning, or that's just his, his earnings from playing these esports games. And I think it very well could be, you know, something that's going to that's gonna get bigger. I mean, you look at it right now, people my age in their 20s, they're playing the games, and people under those 20s, under the 16-year-olds, they're, they're watching these video games. So these guys are benefiting from not only winning the game, but then they got an audience of 12-year-olds. How does you do that on Fortnite? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't know, but it's it looks like it's the future. I agree. I mean, maybe instead of gym class, they'll have gaming class now. Who knows? Who knows? I, I have an idea. Let's call Let's do another segment. Instead of reflecting, let's do some digressing. So let's digress, Mr. Clausey. What are you watching? Oh my gosh. What am I watching? Um, so I watched Saturday Night Live at home last week, uh, which I thought was one of the most brilliant productions of entertainment that I've seen in a long time. Um, on the flip side of that, I was forced to watch The Tiger King. Um, basically because I was doing some research for the show. Uh, that's time I will never get back in my life. Um, I did watch Hunters, Amazon Prime Hunters with Al Pacino, big Al Pacino fan. Um, an amazing story, heartfelt, wild, takes you on a crazy ride. Ozark, probably one of the best shows I've seen. I'm a huge Jason Bateman fan. Everything that that man touches turns to gold. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, old show with Andy Sandberg. Um, not an old show, but a sitcom. Um, it's just hilarious. The, the, the crew that is on the cast is they, they were born to be together. Um, I'm going to take you on a ride over to Disney plus and mm. refer you to the Mandalorian, which was probably one of the coolest, coolest shows I've seen in the longest time. I actually had um, Miss Nancy, uh, Miss Monica, Miss Ochoa and Mr. Middleton call me the Mandalorian on the radio anytime. What the is the Mandalorian? Sorry, I just never heard of this one. So it's like a spinoff of Star Wars. Um, you know, I, I was a Star Wars fan, but not like a huge one like Miss Nancy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have any dolls or or anything like right. that. I think like her and Miss Sweet are are are, are Star mm-hmm. Wars uh, fanatics. Um, I don't know who the Mandalorian was. I, I know there was a theory of of who it was, um, and I, I'm not too sure, so I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Got um, it. Got it does it. seem like there's a Baby Yoda in there. And I'm I'm anxiously oh, awaiting this is where the season baby two. Otis yes, from. absolutely, absolutely. Oh my gosh, um, I was so confused. Yeah, it it it, it, it was up. you know. And then the other one is um, Better Call Sal. Mm. Not not sure if you know Better Call Sal. It's a spinoff. I know Better Call Saul. Or Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. You got Maybe that's the New York way of saying Better Call Sal. Sal. Yeah. Sal. Um, I don't know how you say. It. Maybe it is Sal. I have no clue. So Better Call Saul is a spinoff of Breaking Bad, um, and I was a huge fan of Breaking Bad, and so um, I dig the the spinoff there. So those are some of the shows that I've been watching to digress momentarily. Um, so let's have some fun with it with it with this one here, this new segment here, and we're going to call it Unrealistic Solutions. Right. Okay, so 
obviously we're going to pose problems like we did with the movie industry and try to solve them. I don't think ours was very unrealistic. I will, Mm -hmm. I will say that, but let's come up with some silly ones. So, um, are we going back into society and lifting our shelter in place too early? Right. Is business more important than our health at this time is really the question that we're asking. Will our return to the labor force and to schools come with a promotion of health, equity, and environmental awareness, which is a major question. Can we learn anything from this situation that we're currently in? So let's list what we've learned as possible solutions so far. And if we haven't learned how to adapt to this new life that we all live in, here's what our unrealistic solutions could be. Here's a couple of them. Right. So first, you know, time is of the essence, essence, elephants, whatever. Time is of the essence. When we wash our hands and that's the only thing they're telling us to do, we're doing it all the time, you know, why hasn't someone come out with a quicker way of doing it? I want a hand thingy that sanitizes your hands totally, complete, instantly. Who has the time to sing the happy birthday uh, backwards and forwards and spin around three times and then say the alphabet when you're washing your hands? Who does that? Let's speed up the world. Speed it up. And we need sanitizing dispensaries everywhere, okay? How about like those water sprinklers that they used to put in the kids in the park recently? You know, it's like a modern day pop in the old water plug of the fire hydrant back in New York City, Um, but acceptable in society now. You know, they have these big holes in the, in the poles in the parks, in public playgrounds where water shoots out, et cetera. Um, and because we realize we're all hot and, and not all of us have swimming pools in the city, that's, that's like a viable option, right? And how about some sort of spray station? You know, we could walk under them. The tubes are around us. They shoot out some weird antibacterial solution. We get germ-free. And by the time we take two steps and walk under this new gadget, all within that time, just two steps could save your life. In and out. Maybe a different and more accurate way to take somebody's temperature. Um, People should have like implants that display above them whatever their temperature is by now. Like what are we waiting for for stuff like this? And how about a way to integrate technology into our lives? You know, a way that's not juvenile and meaningless like social media platforms, you know, and the Snapchats. You know, I mean, if we need to go to a store, how about we have a different way of choosing our food, selecting what we buy and making it more sanitary like this right like this nikon um, all i'm saying is all of the food okay. that is on the shelves it could be 10 right. feet high mm. and and we see it from where we stand while we shop right or you can right. see it on monitors that allow us to zoom in and browse right like huh. virtual shopping like go Whoa. into the store in a virtual world keeping a safe distance from mm. all the food all the while and you can even pick the ones from the back of the shelf because you can do it that way that's, I like that. But let's go a step further. How about technology that, that, that shows us what's in the store? I think you just said that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just said that. I do. Yeah, yeah I, think, but I think that would be really cool. But what happens, you know, why don't we get some kind of like drone delivery system, right? And we heard about Amazon talking about how they're going to do this drone delivery uh, uh, system, you know. You know, we could teach – you know, we could teach drivers to be pilots and they could just drone them over. I mean, we heard about it four years ago. Now, all of a sudden, it's gone. They're not doing the drones. And Jeff I mean, Bezos can do everything. And you were an amazing drone pilot, by the way. You should uh-huh. break that sucker out and start delivering yeah. packages, my man. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Start to yeah. packages again. Very few people have gotten stitches in the face because of my flying skills. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that much. Um, what about testing? Uh, there's talks about uh, of antibody testing. There's talks about a lot that there could be more cases of COVID-19 yeah. um, as we right. then we know it. Uh, also, it might be less deadly and, and mm-hmm. more. We need more testing, more scientific research, um, more scientific methods. And, and this takes time. Um, and our actions and assertions should be postponed in the interim. But let's get some more testing out there already, man. Definitely. We, we need to do that. Uh, we need to figure that out for sure. I mean, like you said, it could be less deadly than we know. And, and our numbers are all wrong because yeah. we don't really have proper testing. Yeah. We don't know. We're just guessworking and people are freaking out over the news when we really don't know what's going on. This could be yeah. worse or better than we know. We need yeah. to get this figured out. Yeah. It's that time, ladies and gentlemen, you guessed it. It's tea time, Mr. Quasi, you know, and, and this time it's brought to you by, rope because nothing ties your kids down tighter than good old thistle when your kids school district gives only 30 minutes worth of work per day and you don't know what to do for the other seven hours and 30 minutes of your work day try rope and who looks ridiculous now for learning how to tie ropes and all those knots you know in the in the scouts you know when you're a scout as a kid i know i don't look ridiculous oh man that's awesome rope rope uh so ladies and gentlemen without further ado um we we in case you wanted to know we technically do have an unofficial publicist um this individual has a contact list that could exceed 1000 names he could practically be a living spammer at this point you know him as the scholar of all scholars he is the bamboo. He is the heart and soul of Ace Charter. And he is the best assistant principal at Ace Charter has ever had to show with us for a second week in a row. As according to my watch, it's tea time somewhere. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners of all ages, please welcome back to the show, Mr. John Middleton. John Middleton, folks. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Happy Friday. I've got a, I, I have a Earl Grey with some hints of jasmine in it today. Mr. Middleton, I, I can't help but, uh, but notice that the mohawk is missing. The mohawk is missing, yeah. I, I was, uh, I I was looking it. forward to it. Um, I'm, I'm going with like the comb over. Um, ah, underneath, I'm actually, I'm actually uh, not bald. So I don't need to like hide anything. Um, I'm just, uh, you know, mixing it up, trying, trying different things, experimenting, see what works for me. Um, you know, one of the nice things about, uh, social distancing and sheltering in is you've got, uh, the opportunity to, um, experiment and nobody calls you out or, uh, Mm -hmm. not that I care, but nobody, uh, nobody says anything. I mean, when you called me out with the 2000s calling, I took notice and I said, you know what? I don't want the 2000s to be calling anymore. I said to heck with the 2000s. Let's get into the future to infinity and beyond. I think that's what they said in Star Trek, I believe, to infinity and beyond. Um, I I think you're talking about Toy Story. (laughs) Pretty sure it's uh, Star Trek. 
It's a hundred percent Toy Story. Sure? Well, Mr. <laughs> Middleton, there are rumors that you're an expert. Your expertise has traveled far and wide when it comes to gardening, I, which I understand that you are just at another level. I also this. know you, John. I also know you, as most of us do, to be a semi-professional cyclist. Yeah. Um, as you train more than anyone I know, paid or unpaid athletes, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do ride my bike a lot. I do exercise a lot. Um, it's, you know, I, last week I talked to you guys about the idea that goals don't really matter. Um, at the same time, I mean, like structuring your, not that I have a particular goal right now. Um, uh, it just, I, I'm somebody who is, is fueled by this idea that I'm constantly trying to get better. Um, I mean, it's shown, you know, you're wearing a shirt yeah. that says be excellent. You're, you're on the screen and you look skinnier and better shape than me because you are. I mean, I have a gobble neck over here for listeners at home and over there, you shred city. I can see the neck sticking out with the yeah. traps behind it. I can see the, the vein. I can see everything. So it makes one think, what is your diet? And I know that your diet is a very strict vegan and it has been now for as long as I've known you. Mm -hmm. I know that you're very passionate. I know you're a lover of history and social sciences. I know that you're an amazing educator because you changed me. Um, and, but now establishing yourself as an administrator. But Mr. Middleton, mm -hmm. please tell the listeners, as we're all very curious to know, this one question. What do you do for fun now? Okay, where, 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 what are you doing before all this happened? What are you doing now that you, you did it before? One might rephrase what I'm trying to say by, by this. You know, What are the new habits and areas of expertise that you are slowly becoming fluid in or uh, amazing paths and journeys uh, yeah. and life's most you know, enchanting stories to tell you that you're, I don't know what I'm saying, but what are you doing now? Okay. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not necessarily doing anything brand new that I wasn't, okay. wasn't doing prior to. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a lifelong learner. You know that, Nikon. That's something that I, I strive to try to instill in every person I interact with, every kid. If they walk out of my classroom, or when I was in the classroom, now out of my school, um, having a love for lifelong learning that I've done my job. Um, and that extends outside of the history textbook. That it extends outside of uh, the literature textbook or whatever. It's like the book of life. You've got to be a lifelong learner. Um, so I'm experimenting with some different things um, physically. Um, in my garage, I'm going through a new workout regimen that I'm, I'm, I'm excited about. Thank you for commenting, I guess, on, on, on my physique. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm working on a, a new routine. I've, I've done a lot of hours this month in the garage. Um, I'm doing two a day workouts for the first time in a, in, I think since I was, was racing. Um, and I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm starting to see a benefit of it. I'm, I'm, when all of this is over and I'm, I'm, it's the, hopefully it's the summer. Um, and I can, I can get out and maybe compete against some other people. I'm, I'm excited about that. I did race my bike against a, a group of people the other day online. Um, wow. because there is a, okay. uh, so if you, if you, I, I'm sure you're familiar Nikon with like esports. We were just talking about that. You actually. play Madden uh, against other people. Well, cycling, because it's a far superior sport than any other sports, um, has, a, a component where you can actually do esports as an athlete. Okay, so I'm not playing a video game. Mm -hmm. I'm on my stationary trainer and I'm racing 
against other people from around the world. So I was in a, a race, uh, there were 135 people in the race, um, and I did, I did quite well. Um, so I was excited about that. It was only my second time racing online. Um, USA Cycling has a, every Wednesday night, they have a race series that is starting next Wednesday. So I'm going to be racing in that again. Um, this Wednesday was just the tune-up kind of practice race, if you will. Um, right. so yeah, I'm racing much to Mr. Clausey's um, worries. I'm racing my bike again, <laughs> but I, can, I, I don't think I can crash um, <laughs> in my garage. Exactly what I was just thinking. That's the safest way for you to keep racing, John. I'm proud of you for finding a solution there. Yeah. You know, I was going to at some point. The type A personality in me um, would never stop racing my bike. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Inspiring words, as always, from our favorite assistant principal, Mr. John Middleton, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. John, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I know you've been really busy. I also want to utilize this time quickly to say thank you for everything that you're doing for all of the ACE kids um, and all of the ACE parents and all of the ACE staff as well. Um, Nikon, John is behind the scenes, him and Laura, and they are grinding, man. Um, They are going through this. They are defining education at ACE Charter through this virtual lens, and they're doing an awesome job. So thank you, John. Yeah, really? you're welcome. Um, that means a lot. I've got a in in ten minutes. I have a meeting with a our, oh. our online registration company. So I'm, I'm finalizing uh, that today. Um, okay. Next week, um, if I'm invited back, let's oh, yes. uh, let's talk about bonsai because I did. I, I am also a yes. bonsai connoisseur. I brought my trees today, yes. but I know you guys have a timetable, and this is a radio, so I don't know how a bonsai. <laughs> translates to I got it on YouTube. radio got it translated um but there's i don't know there's so much we can talk about um i'm honored as always um let me let me send the listeners off with a little challenge yes um yes. do it a push-up a day okay Ooh. one push-up a day to the next three four it starts there i've got a little sticky next to my uh um Stove that says, how many push-ups did you do today? How so, many are you on? Uh, I did 20 this morning, and then I'll try to do about 30 before I go to bed. So right now I'm at, like, I'm doing, again, that two-a-day window. The goal is about 50 a day. 50 a day, folks. Yeah. Yikes. And you're not doing this all at once. You're spreading it out. I, I am no. spreading it out because it's not about quantity. It's about quality. Yep. Awesome. Do you go all the way down to your chest and let it barely tap and go back up? How low are we doing this? Because I'm going to do this now. Uh, California state approved push-ups. So <laughs> okay. 93, right? No, That's no. That's the most middle thing that. you can say. It is. It's got to be California state PE test approved. Awesome. You heard it, folks. PE, California state approved. Yeah. No, no weirdness, no craziness. Nope. Add it. So how many push-ups are you guys doing every day? Let's do this. Let's start it. I'm doing it now. Yeah. Push-up um, challenge. There you go. Thank you, Mr. Middleton. You're welcome. Thank Thanks, you. John. Take care, My bud. My pleasure. So, ladies and gentlemen, at this point in time, we have another special guest. Yep. 
Um, oh, yeah. we're going to, we're going to admit him into the zoom. Um, oh my gosh. Look at that. <laughs> Mario. Mario. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good to this, see you. This segment friend. is going to be known as the, what are you doing? <laughs> this is the, what are you doing segment? And I'm so happy we got Mario on here. Now I'm saying Mario, we got Mario on here. Mario. So, be good. so Mario, let me say, <laughs> let me say this to you. <laughs> I want you to know that I was watching Suicide Squad and it wasn't, uh-huh. it wasn't long ago and that Harley Quinn was in it. And you know, she mm-hmm. plays that like over the top New York accent that I don't think anybody really speaks with. But that being said, when she said the name Mario, I stopped and listened <laughs> and rewound it and played it again. I was like, this is what the kids think I sound like. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's certainly nice to see you, my friend. Um, tell us. Yeah, it's nice to see you too. What have you been up to since Ace, man? Since Ace? Uh, just working. Um, I've been working with uh, Camp Hope America. So I've been doing that for about three years now in the summer. I work with kids that have dealt with domestic violence and um, trauma. And I'm a camp wow. counselor. So I enjoy it a lot. Awesome. awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Um, What are some of the things uh, in your life that you've done and you're most proud of? Let me ask you that. Done. Let's see. I would probably say, you know, just probably helping people out, you know, because life hasn't been easy at all. So, you know, just... I just like to give back and just, you know, help people out, do what I know, you know, what I would want when I, when I was younger, you know, so help people out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Are you, so you're, you're working currently Ventura Unified yeah. School District? I'm working for security. Yeah. I was doing um, ABA for a while, applied behavior analysis with kids with autism, but then I stopped for a bit. I'm going to try to get back on that, but for now I'm just doing security. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So what, where, where specifically in Ventura Unified are you working? At the Stanley, district itself? In the avenue, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. You're in the big show. <laughs> yeah, just opening a gate, closing a gate, I guess. Roger that. <laughs> Roger that. Uh, Mario, what, what's one of your fondest memories at Ace, man? And to go all the way back in time to the time Ace. you were at Ace, so what's, what's like a fond memory? That's a hard one. There was a lot. <laughs> I know. Um, like I couldn't do it, but. uh probably the i enjoyed really the construction class um at the end of the the school day i don't know if you guys remember that we did that for a while Mm -hmm. it was until like 6 p.m and i enjoyed that a lot because we got hands-on experience with mr cooney and i got to hang out with a lot of um seniors that were my age and a lot of other kids that were not my class and we just had fun enjoyed it and built stuff that was Probably, construction math, right? Yeah, I think construction math, yeah. Yeah. And then yearbook, I enjoyed a lot. ASB, I enjoyed a lot. Your birthday is actually on Saturday, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> wow. Tomorrow. Wow. Tomorrow, the old 21 yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. It's because um, I was in ASB for the in charge of birthdays, and I still have it on wow. my phone. Oh, so my I have gosh, all teachers' birthdays hilarious. on there. I don't that's have the funny. age, of course, but I have you know, birthdays. <laughs> it's unknown. <laughs> It's unknown. Unknown, yeah. 21. Unknown. 21. 21 I think it, every I year. I think it was, a, I think we were having, I think 
when I was there, I think we were trying to get you to give your birthday out and you never did. I think we found out somehow. Yes, Mr. Claus. that's true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. How everyone else knows, tomorrow is Mr. Claus's birthday. So. <laughs> Sorry, Send him a happy ball. birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Mario, have you, have you been to school recently? Have you, have you visited school. this? Uh, Ace, I haven't gone to Ace recently. I'm, I do want to go back. Um, I'm trying to get my brother actually enrolled in there. Nice. So that's my plan. He wants to go really bad, so I'm trying to start the paperwork. What so is he an eighth grader? He's going to yeah, be a freshman, be a freshman next year. Yeah. Okay. He wants to be an ace somehow. You should, because I enjoyed it. He needs that one-on-one um, -on -one attention that I got. Okay. So you know. Very cool. It's perfect for him because school helped me out a lot. You don't even know. <laughs> so speaking of that, then Mario, let me ask you this question: um, Would you be interested in coming back when the dust settles, of course? Um, and speaking to current students. Oh, for sure. That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, and yeah. Do, I, do I understand correctly that you've endured some hardships as well in your life? Oh, for sure, yeah. A lot yeah. of it. So you'd be speaking um, from experience. Yeah. And a lot of it I was going through while I was at ACE, but nobody knew because I wanted to just I keep it to myself. Yeah. And I, I just know. wanted to focus on school and senior year was the best because I was able to put like, school first and then life second so i was just focusing on school making sure i graduated and that was all that was important to me wow so it worked out wow i had uh, i had no clue that you were that you did that i mean that's that's tough to be able to like you know you have something you're dealing with but to put it on hold and, and realize that this mm -hmm. is something that you gotta get gotta get figured out that's amazing man yeah um so you know understanding now that, that you've gone through this this hardship uh do you feel better is this one of the reasons why you're you you like you know working with with ABA and what, what and you like what you're doing? Yeah. Is it because you like you like knowing to let a little kid, a you know, small adult, know that, that they're not alone, that, that you were there with them? Yeah, I yeah, that's probably one of the cases for sure. With with the ABA, mm -hmm. um, I was new to it, working with kids with autism. It was new to me, and I enjoyed it because I've had a lot of experience working with kids for a while now. And then um, the ABA was different because they're autistic. So they're a lot different with their functioning and stuff. Right. So I got to learn. I was working with like nonverbal, verbal kids. So it was pretty interesting. I enjoyed it a lot. Wow. And Camp Hope of America. Camp Hope America. They're from ages 13 to 17. And I still um, talk to them to this day, making sure they're okay and good. Because they've had it a lot worse than me, for sure. Because they were, you know, going in the system or whatever. Where so, is that located, Mario? Um, Camp Hope America is, it's an organization uh, with the family justice system. Okay. So, you know, I just work with the district attorney's office. During the summer, it's a uh, volunteer work. Oh. And um, I've been doing it since 2018. And it's been just really cool because I'm able to, you know, just meet people. I met like the mayor and stuff. I was able to be go to the grand opening of the Ventura County Justice Center. I was a guest. Awesome. So, yeah. very cool, Mario. I got to tell you, man. It first, it's so nice to hear your voice, and so awesome to yeah. see you again. You're aging really well. I'm, I'm so <laughs> proud of what you've done since you've graduated. I, I mean, really, you you were always a great kid, and and now here you are, a young man. So, thank you so much for taking the time and chilling with us a little bit on the show today. This is this is really special yeah, to sure. hear your voice, man. Thank you. No problem, and I look forward to you know after this is all over, going and talking to the kids, and you know, miss the miss all the teachers for sure. Miss Ochoa, Miss Sweet, everybody. <laughs> yeah, 
we're looking forward to the day when we can get you back over there as well. It'll be a, it'll be a real warm welcome. For sure. Hopefully this is all over soon. Yeah. Keep your fingers crossed. Wash your hands. Stay safe out there, Mario. And, yeah, and it was goal. so nice chatting <laughs> with you. We should get you back on the show very soon. Definitely, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Thank you. Thanks for <laughs> stepping right, up and coming on. I really appreciate that. No problem. Take care, Mario. See you, boss. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was Believe. awesome. I, I mean, holy cow. Mario is like doing good things. Um, I, I feel like he's grown into a fine young man. That's a testament of who he always was, though, I have to say, Nikon, as much as I'd like yeah. to give Ace Charter credit there, he was always a really good kid. I mean, you heard it there. He was battling adversities at home all the while, keeping it to himself and trying to remember what was what was most I, important. I didn't even realize it because, you know, he was always the person that I would even talk to. Everybody at Ace would talk to. If they had something they wanted to, to you know, someone to talk about something with, he's always, like, there and understanding of it. So to know that on the other side of that coin, he was going through his own stuff, That that's just – that really shows like that, that yeah. testament of like great character that even yeah. when you're going through something, you can help others, you're not yeah. just all about yourself. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. This is the second episode of the Claws and Raws Unplugged, where we, you know, we're oozing creativity and we're connecting from people from our past and all walks of life and all the while. Um, we have some really awesome guests on the horizon as well. I, I do believe Nikon and they are... They're going to be Isaac Vandor. Isaac Vandor. Um, You're getting Isaac Vandor. He's coming on. How about the one, the only Mr. Ian McGuire will be on the show, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't seen McGuire in such a long time. I've missed him. I've thought about the day, what I would say if I were to see him again. I will. Let's just digress momentarily. Let's digress, right? Um, right. I think for that show, we should have no script and just let McGuire mm. go. Yeah. Just McGuire unplugged. Yes. McGuire yes. unplugged. Yes. Uh, yeah. And maybe even, maybe we could get, get Mr. Lily possibly. So I don't know um, if Mr. Lily's out there, but I'll, I'll, I'll take this clip and put it on Facebook where I know he's my friend. Maybe Mr. Lily. <laughs> Mr. Lily was awesome. Um, <laughs> and so I, I really do feel like the show is coming into its own. Um, we're really making some waves and we have some fun guests on the horizon as well. And I hope that, we're bringing a smile to your faces for every listener at home, for every person who's, who's chiming in on the claws and raws unplugged, you know, stuff is unclear, but we're going to get through this. And I know that, that this is a fun time for me. And I know it's a fun time for you. And I know that that somewhere out there you're listening and you know that, that you're not alone. Okay. We're all going to get through this together. Yeah, man. And we're going to come up with unreasonable, ridiculous solutions all the while um our segments are just are, are coming out with it with every week that we write new script um so stay tuned for for further episodes thank you guys for listening and watching please remember to rate like and subscribe um the claws and Raz unplugged see you guys next week we're out we are out